ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard. I sell it with one. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, feel free to give us a call. Uh, anything that we talked about yesterday, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, you can probably that over to today. The only thing we ask is you call during the breaks and you be patient during the long segments and breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you need to reach out to me or follow me via Twitter, you can do that at SportsGrind. And also... Keep in mind, if you want to stream the show live and you can leave comments and I can always respond to those in real time and read those over the air or I can respond to them later. Uh, you can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment or you can go to my personal page uh, and leave comments. And like I said, I'll respond to those and read them over air. And keep in mind, if you ever miss any of the shows live. All right. Uh, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily, seven days a week, 365. And also, if you are traveling or you're in a market that doesn't carry us terrestrial radio wise, uh, you can also log on to the same website and click the play button. Uh, listen live and we'll find you. You'll find us there. That also goes if we're being preempted by any play by play. Um, in regards to in your market. 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll? All right, so let's get it. We're almost to the weekend. Today is Thursday, and definitely we're going to start here in a few uh, with the NFL. We are finally here. Uh, we've got the um, first real official week one of NFL preseason kicking off tonight. Uh, so definitely we'll get to that. Uh, first of all, before I go any further, I want to give thoughts and prayers to um, our neighbors in Hawaii. Um, If everybody's been paying attention, they have to be under a rock, but maybe people don't pay attention to the world news. But Hawaii has had some bad, awful fires uh, that has pretty much set a lot of Hawaii on fire. There's been some fatalities, so this was kind of going on yesterday. I found out about it after I really got off air yesterday. So uh, just thoughts and prayers to uh, people out in Hawaii. And if anybody that listens to this show has family in Hawaii, uh, thoughts and prayers out to you. What do you got? Yeah, according to Reuters this morning, uh, it's claimed 36 lives, uh, 20 20 additional non-fatal injuries, 11,000 people displaced. That means you know, homes, hotels, whatever. And then uh, over 1,000 acres of damage. Just sad situation. Um, you know, again, I've talked about it even jokingly, but seriously, I mean, just the climate has just changed across the country and the droughts and, you know, the forest fires and fires. It's just... Um, it's just, it's just some strange different times we're living in in regards to just history and everything changing in regards to just how human life has to exist. So, uh, again, thoughts and prayers to those people in Hawaii or the families that are affected if you have family in Hawaii. Um, but back to the docket. Uh, so definitely we're going to get into uh, looking at the preseason landscape. And I just have the question on what are we looking for tonight? So we'll go there here shortly. We've got some other NFL news as well, too. Jimmy G has opened up in regards 
regards to he's in his feelings and being candid, <clears throat> excuse me, for the first time. You know, Garoppolo and the Raiders, they're holding joint practices with the 49ers. So he got a sit down uh, interview um, and we'll definitely look at his comments. Also, um, We've got some other NFL news. We've got college. As you know, we've been heavy uh, for the last week on this whole realignment situation. Uh, we have some updates. Supposedly, the ACC and Cal and Stanford had hit some snags in regards to uh, the possibility of their expansion and moving into the ACC. Uh, also, uh, what I found out that there's sources out there saying Notre Dame has been pushing hard for the ACC to add Cal and Stanford. Now, this whole time that we've been talking about this for the last week, it totally slipped my mind that technically Notre Dame is already part of the ACC. Uh, there are other you know, sports programs for the exception of football. So it makes sense. I mean, first of all, I didn't even, I totally forgot that, but I was just saying like, look, this is who you need to go add. But now it basically kind of makes sense where the reports are. There's some pushback to why should we listen to Notre Dame? Because they're steadfast to staying independent. Hey man, I've told you this the last over a couple times over the last couple of days. Uh, in my opinion, I just feel that if it comes down to Notre Dame having to, remain independent and have because really when they say this when this report is out there it's not so much of them calling themselves independent or being independent this is all about the revenue and the tv contract with nbc and notre dame has had decades of practice negotiating their own tv network deal okay and the truth of the matter is um I feel the upside, if there's rumblings about Florida State, and they've already made it known that they're going to leave the conference, it's just a matter of when. And I believe if they leave, whoever's taking them, Clemson's going to be right behind them. I just feel it's you, you got to eat a little cheese to make that happen. Whatever you got to do, you got to do that to make that happen. So, um, that's just the way that I see that in regards. But I, I thought it was interesting that we've been talking about that. And I've been saying hey, Notre Dame's the team. And then little but known, they've been actively pushing for them to add Cal and Stanford because that's going to help their basketball programs and stuff like that. But they're getting pushed back. Cause like, hey, they still want to be independent. So what? Everybody wins if you go that way. Uh, you have that. We've got some uh, encouraging words for Urban Meyer about Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes after he's witnessed practice. Uh, you know, he was basically um, talking to Colin Cowherd and I want to get into those specifics of what he's kind of was saying in regards to because I've heard, you know, I heard his comments first when D, uh, Coach Prime was actually, you know, hired when he was first hired by Colorado University of Colorado. Um, but also, you know, these are updated comments now that he's actually gone and seen practice. So I want to circle back on that. And also, man, after we get done uh, going with the NFL, I've got to get to this to Billy Walters, professional gambler Billy Walters. You've heard me. If you, Some of my old audience has been with me for years. You've heard me reference to this guy over the years. Um, you know, he's been on, he's had, you know, stories done on him on 60 Minutes. Um, you know, he just pretty much sat down with Brent Musburger not too long ago, about a year ago, uh, in a sit down. You know, this is a guy that did some time in regards to inside trading and stock. Um, he has a, he, he didn't come out and lay the gauntlet down on Lefty and Phil. And if you pay attention to that community um, out in the desert, you would know that this was kind of rumbling. Matter of fact, you could probably go check the podcast months ago. I remember when Phil were talking, when, when we first did, 
and the whole lib situation broke and basically it was reported on how much they offered or how much Phil got and this kind of surfaced up to where hey man maybe Phil's desperate to take this money because of his gambling problem or he's got this and that and the reality of it is is that I said at that time I said you know what wait till the Billy Walters book comes out and sure enough he's told all and and just to pull the curtain back excuse me there is some bad blood between these two individuals and, and I've always said, been on the record, I kind of side with Billy on this one when it comes to Lefty. But supposedly he has had a tell-all, and he has named Phil in there for reportedly um, losing close to $100 million in sports gambling. And also, also a fact that Phil, I think it was a 2012 or something, wanted to bet 400 k on the U.S. Ryder Cup. So I definitely want to go ahead and get into that when we circle back around to that topic. And I'll give you my thoughts on that. But we will start uh, in baseball. We got day action as we go in right now. The Astros are in action as well. That game is probably almost over. They're playing the Orioles. Uh, we've got uh, we've got another no hitter last night in baseball. We can touch on that as well. But first, let's kick off the official week one of the NFL preseason as we have two games on the docket tonight that are going in action. Action. Uh, the first one is going to be the New England Patriots. And let's see who they're tangling with tonight. Uh, the Texans. That's right. How could I forget? C.J. Stroud and the Texans, which it is, you know, D'Amico's made it be known that C.J. is going to start. You know, I don't know how many series he's going to play, how many snaps, but he's going to get the start and nod. And again, what I've heard on the Patriots side, there's going to be no um, – there's going to be no Mac. There's no. There's going to be no starting quarterback. Basically, is going to be starting with New England. So they're going to go with their backup Zappy. So Mac Jones is not going to play. And I think what I've heard, most starters are not going to play for New England. So I think Bill Belichick and the Patriots are using this first preseason game to take a look at the starters and the rookies. But if I'm asking what are we looking for tonight in that particular game, uh, of course it goes on the other side of the uh, team and the other side of the ball with the visiting team, the Texans. And that is C.J. Stroud. Uh, you know, everybody knows by now the Texans, this is they're putting their chips in the table. This is their future quarterback um, of the franchise. Uh, this is the D'Amico Ryans era that is going to start a tonight and I'm just looking at seeing I've seen a lot of CZH Stroud on the college level and in the Big Ten I kind of want to see his speed translate to the NFL and see what that looks like now granted you know he could be going against you know some second team defensive players for the Texans I think for the most part you know D'Amico's kind of from that old school you know you know their rookie Anders out of Alabama he's going to play he's going to see some snaps I would assume and probably he's going to mix in some of his starters going to play so CJ will probably get a look at some of the Texans uh excuse me some of the uh Patriots I should say starters some of their on defense wise but I think CJ Stroud is it's very intriguing in regards to I want to look for, and this is always the key uh, for young quarterbacks, is the transition from Saturday to Sunday is their pre-snap. Can they read defenses? Now, most for the most part in preseason, nobody is really game planning for these matchups. Okay, the only game planning that you might do, uh, what's been the norm in, in the NFL and preseason would probably be for game number three. 
you know, the dress, quote unquote, the dress rehearsal game. But from what I'm hearing, the landscape is most coaches, especially a preseason game, there's no game planning. They're, you're just going out there and running in live reps against another team that basically what you've been practicing for for the last two weeks and OTAs installing your system, you know, pretty much really just going in and playing and seeing how you how you look. Now, I've always been an opponent to where you can tell some things in preseason. I mean, you can tell a team system. You can tell if a team has improved in regards to what their mistakes were. You can also basically see what is the emphasis on a certain team, you know, because uh, I can get you, I'll get to that team in, in, in Colorado. You know, they make their debut tomorrow. Uh, speaking of the Denver Broncos, they play the Arizona Cardinals tomorrow night. But I am going to get to today kind of what even Sean Payton is talking about, what their practice is going to be like today. But I think in regards to this game, also what I'm going to be looking on the second since Zappy's getting the start. I want to see how the offense flows with Zappy too. Because last year when Mac Jones suffered that injury and Zappy got in, to me personally, with the lack of weapons and the lack of a real offensive coordinator, Zappy was able to do a lot more than what Matt Jones could. Now, so to me, when I look at this game tonight, it really comes down to both quarterbacks, I think, that are starting. Zappy, I'm interested to see his progression. I mean, is he going to continue to put the heat on Mac Jones? And also, let's not forget, you know, Bill O'Brien was poked from the Alabama staff to come down here to New England, back to New England, to kind of restore order on the offensive side. And all the reviews I've been hearing early on in camp, it's been positive. You know, it's been very positive. Um, so those are going to be intriguing things that I'm going to be looking for tonight. Um, if you look at the Texans side, hell, I think Case Keenum is back with the Texans. So you might even see Case. I mean, this is a guy that started playoff games. He's probably going to be the third quarterback that you'll see tonight. Uh, because after C.J. Stroud, you'll see their quarterback uh, that they had last year. What do you want to add? Uh, yeah, Davis Mills. Yeah, David, David Mills. Which, to me, you know, Mills would have been a higher pick if it wasn't for his knee injury out of college when he was at Stanford. Um, I thought he did a pretty decent job uh, considering the situation the Texans were in, considering their coaching staff for the last couple of years I think he did a pretty decent job they just didn't have enough skill you know skill position players but um definitely and and this is how it goes in preseason whether you're the second string the third string or the fourth string because a lot of these guys is going to be suiting up for week one across all 32 teams half of these guys are not even going to be on the roster of the current team that you're seeing especially the first game but regardless what position or what where you're at on the depth chart all right. You're putting film out there for the rest of the 32, 31 other teams. You are there. There's I mean, believe, believe me, there are scouts. There are people in certain organizations that their job is to keep an eye on waves and cuts in the month of August and training camp and performances to see, hey, what is out there that we can get we can bring bring in. So most fans, you'll look at it like, hey, I just want to see the starter for a little bit, then I'll check out. But this is where depth comes in. This is where guys that don't make the teams, this is where if you're a current team that you've had some injuries in camp, you evaluate different guys on different teams and you're able to go ahead and add and subtract as you build your final roster to get ready for week one. 877-37-GRIND. All right, so the second matchup, Mr. Clark, who else do we have on the docket uh, today? You have Seattle um, hosting the Vikings. Uh, looking Houston minus three uh, – preseason. Houston minus three wow. and a half tonight. Uh, Seattle minus three and a half hosting Minnesota. Wow. Um, well, I think the nightcap 
uh, with Seattle, and you said they're hosting um, Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. When I look at this matchup now, I don't know. I haven't heard. Um, is Drew Locke or either um, what's his name going to start? Gino. Gino. Yeah, who's going? Do we know? Uh, I can pull that for you. Um, when I look at this matchup tonight, I mean, of course, Drew Locke, if he, well, you're going to see him at some point. Whether he starts, he's going to be in the game. Um, people in the Denver region are very familiar with Drew Locke and his development or his lack of development. We know that he was part of the Russell Wilson trade, almost kind of like as a throwaway piece, in my opinion. I mean, now, look, when he showed up, Pete Carroll did a good job of selling everybody that he really saw the talent. He really, you know, we drafted him when he was, I mean, we scouted him when he was in Mizzou. You know, we were high on Drew, but he hasn't been able to crack and wasn't even, never really a threat, in my opinion, to Geno Smith. What do you got, Jonas? Oh, oh, we're coming up against. Okay. Never was a threat to Geno Smith, in my opinion, but Drew Locke, I still believe Drew has all the skill sets and the strengths to be an NFL quarterback. The problem with Drew and what I would look for tonight, his pre-snap. He just struggled since day one, jumping from Mizzou into the NFL with the Denver Broncos and then going on every, even when I saw him in preseason last year, he just feels like he just can't catch the pre-snap and the speed of the game. Uh, from Tom Pelissero, NFL.com, Gino is starting tonight. Gino, okay. See, we're trending with this thing. The things are changing. Some of these starters got to go and get 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 going. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting for the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports crime. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the newly Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND is your number. And this next segment 
is going to be sponsored by Specs. Keep in mind, when it comes to preseason tailgating, Specs is the number one playmaker in Texas with lower prices on stadium size, selections of everything you need to keep your team spirits high. And also, don't forget, if you're looking for the latest new products or you know what you want, but you just want it delivered to your door, don't forget about SpecsOnline.com because the fun starts here. That's Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 877-37-GRIND. All right, so keeping it moving here. Um, so, again, we find out that Geno is going to start. And, and, again, this is going to be across the league very interesting to see how teams handle the preseason. Because I think, you know, when we went through that COVID year in 2020, things got kind of screwy. You know, before then, it was pretty much, hey, you know, starters might not play, especially veterans, you know, veteran quarterbacks over 10 years in the league, 12 years in the league. Sure, they wouldn't, you wouldn't see them maybe possibly to the third preseason game. And that's when everybody played at a half. Well, I feel like after the COVID season 2021, things got all screwy. You know, the last two years, you've basically been in situations to where, you've hardly seen any starters on either side of the ball. And I think that in a result to that, uh, there was a lot of sloppy play to start the season. I remember that's been the talk the last couple years. Penalties was high. And a lot of that contributes and possibly injuries. A lot of that contributes to where, you know, football is a violent game. And it, and, it, and it's a physical game and there's going to be injuries in camp. Everybody's going to, whether they're major ones or they're minor ones, you're going to get nicked and bruised even before week one. Okay, but the reality of it is, is you've got to get conditioned. You've got to get your body conditioned to get ready to play a 17-week football schedule. And um, so it's a thin line and a thin rope. Like with Gino, what do you got? With Gino, it's one of those situations to where I can. It makes sense for him to play at least a few snaps because one, he's coming into his second year. This is his first full year, knowing this is his team as of now, and this is his first starter. And you've got some new receivers that they drafted. You've got some things, so I, it does make sense for a Gino to play. And now on the other side of that. You know, it's kind of, I mean, to be honest with you, when you look at the first game going back to the Patriots in Houston, it is kind of odd that Mac Jones is not going to play or not at least start. Because um, I even remember there's some times where Tom Brady would start at some preseason games. He might only play one or two snaps. You know, Bill's from the old school as well, too. They believe like, hey, you can't coach this and worry about basically getting hurt or getting somebody hurt. If you feel you need work on something, and one of the things the Patriots were very horrible at last year, and I'm assuming this has a lot to do with not a real offensive coordinator, and this is something I'm going to be looking for even tonight, even with Zappy, whether it's Zappy or whoever in the game, is their red zone offense. They struggled on that. And this is something that you look for in preseason on certain particular teams. What did they struggle on? Is it penalties? Is it red zone? Is it is it, you know, running the ball, special teams? You can get a glimpse in regards, especially if they're new coaching staffs or not, you can get a glimpse of really where your team is at, even as in the preseason. Now, again, individual stats really don't matter in the preseason because there's been guys that blaze it up in the preseason. You get in the NFL. I mean, the regular season start, they win the job. They go ass to the left. And then they, whether it's a quarterback, they start turning over the balls. But the team concept, I believe, in my opinion, you can kind of gauge a culture of a team even early on in preseason. What do you got? Across the league, reports that we do have, we know that Dennis Allen is starting Derek Carr and a number of other starters for the Saints as we get into it. Trevor Lawrence, Pete, Doug Peterson said he's going to be starting some as well. 
Um, the, can he pick it? Jordan Love is a question mark still as to, in terms of how much. They haven't really determined him. Um, but according to CBS, and we do know Justin Fields is also going to be uh, starting. Josh Allen, of course, not. Jared Dubbin over at uh, CBS Sports uh, also notes that it's unli- we're unlikely to see Herbert, who has never started, uh, never played in the preseason, um, according to him. Uh, that's a fun fact there because you would have think thought maybe even his, his rookie year. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes are all you know unex- unexpected to play. Um, so it's Patrick Mahomes. This is just week one, right? Uh, they're unexpected to play throughout the preseason. You, yeah, would, you would at least think that, you know, um, Hertz, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. None um, of those Josh would Allen. have to play. I would tell you. And we know that. We also know that McCarthy has said it is unlikely that Dak plays preseason. See, to me, I, I, like. The only one out of those lists that I think that I could see would probably be there's only two, and that's Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I think Dak needs a, a couple series. If this is something different, or we're emphasis on the running game, or we're doing different than Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy's taking on play play calling, it would be crazy for Dak not to take any snaps in the preseason. Um, also on that particular list, Justin Herbert. I, you know, it still goes to – I would still like to see him some snaps. I mean, I just feel like it's to the point – and each his own. And, and, again, what you're seeing, because there is starting to be a little bit of the few guys that left. There is starting to be some age discrepancy between some coaches in the league and some of these young guys that are getting jobs. And it's just an old-school way of thinking of a new-school way of thinking. But I think if you're on a team that hasn't proven anything, you've missed the playoffs, you haven't made the playoffs, you haven't – and you've got, to, you've got to use the preseason smartly, but you should be getting reps in. And, and I remember that's one of the first questions that Sean Payton was asked when he took the job because it was a big deal down there uh, last year in regards to Hackett because he didn't play any of the starters in preseason. And look at the trouble they had. They had a new coach, a new system, whatever the hell the system Hackett was running. But they didn't know pre-snap, they, the, the audibles, the play clock, and it all started week one to show in Seattle. And then the rest of it was just horrible. So that's why Sean was asked the question straight up. Is is you planning any starters? Uh, in the, yeah, we're going to play the starters of the preseason now. We've already talked about it. Russ is going to play probably 15 or 18 snaps the rest of the other guys. But again, it's about game. It's not about game planning. It's about seeing about how they handle the system. And I thought it was interesting, too, with Sean, you know, yesterday kind of saying, hey, how is practice going to be Thursday? He was asking. He was just saying, you know, we're really going to look at it and take Take the approach where I'm going to walk them out of that tunnel. They're going to look to see that's our bench over there. So he's using the day to walk through really what pregame is going to be for them going forward this year. How they're going to stretch, how they're going to line up. Some coaches have paid more attention to details. Some people feel like, well, you know, the rest of the players or this is more important. But on that list, you said, and that's according to who, Jonas? Uh, Jared Dubbin over at CBS Sports. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And, the, the and rest those, those are not official. They are ex- unexpected right. to play. Yeah, he's got – I mean, it makes sense, no Patrick Mahomes. And he had Lamar Jackson on there? Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Lamar's got to play. Lamar's got to play a, a couple series. And then, of course, we do know Joe Burrow dealing with that. Uh, yeah, that, he never plays preseason. He's always well, hurt. Herbert he never, never plays. plays preseason either, but different reasons. Yeah, and look, what, what have they accomplished in that team? Nothing. Nothing. 
And that's my point. I, I think Lamar's new offensive coordinator, new receiver with Odell, didn't really get to play last year. You didn't – I mean, you've missed the last pretty much three weeks, months of the season, including playoffs. He should be playing a couple snaps. He's not coming off of any major off-season surgery. He, he's not Lamar in a new system. He should play a couple snaps. That's just my opinion. But I think you're still going to be evaluating some of these teams based off of what they put and what the product and who starts with you. And also, this is, I've always said this, this is also where you gauge your depth on the team, in my opinion. You know, even though you might look at some guys this weekend and the first, like, like I told you in the opening of the show, half of these guys are not even going to be on the roster by the time we get to week three or four. Because remember, you reminded me, we only got one cut down this year. But you still can gauge on the depth of what depths most teams are going to have. 877-37-GRIND. All right, moving on. Um, and on the Minnesota side, I didn't really touch on them. I said what I was looking for in Seattle. Minnesota um, defense, the philosophy on defense. They've lost three starters on defense offseason. They were horrible last year defensively. They've got a new defensive coordinator in Brian Flores. What do they look like? What's the aggression? And maybe on the other side of the ball, probably, probably should, but probably won't see Kirk Cousins. Um, but, again, this running game. I mean, who's going to step up for no Dalvin Cook? There's no Adam Thielen as well this year with Minnesota. That's why I mean, we haven't got – I mean, we got four. I didn't mention this, too, on the docket. We've got four over and under totals to do. We haven't got to Minnesota, but I'm going to be interested to see what theirs are because I'm still, I'm still in no man's on Minnesota. I, I still don't know where I put them, you know, in the north. I, I really don't. Um, but tonight – I will be looking at the defensive side of the ball from Minnesota. If any playmakers jump off at me, jump out at me. And also, again, with no Thielen and what does life look like with no Dalvin? What are the running backs going to look like? So that's what you look like. But we got two games on the docket. NFL season's back. We got football from here on out for the most part. It's, it's go time. Now, moving on from preseason tonight, we've got some off-the-field action and news to talk about. Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, you know, the Raiders are having joint practices with the 49ers, and he was able to sit down uh, and do an interview. And, you know, they asked him in regards to about the comments that Kyle Shanahan made after the NFC Championship loss to the Eagles. And if you recall, let me fresh your memory. In the postgame, Coach Shanahan was asked straight up, is there any scenario or any way or any chance that allows Jimmy Garoppolo to be the quarterback here next year. And I remember Kyle looked right at the right at the reporter and asked right straight to him. He said, no, I don't see a way. I don't see a scenario. And Jimmy opened up and said that bothered him. He said it definitely affected him. He just said, hey, we're human. We are human beings. Uh, things don't go the way we like to in life. But you got to go ahead and make the best of it. But make no mistake about it. You know, due to what he did kind of for that franchise for the last few years, that 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 bothered him. And um, and I don't have a problem with Jimmy being honest about that and open up. See, that's the that see, you know, I know sometimes, you know, as a general, I think the masses of people want athletes to be honest. Like when we ask them questions, we just want their honesty. I'm always one of those to err on the side of caution. I don't know if I want them to be honest about everything. Okay, I don't know if I want them to be totally honest about everything. So in general, in this particular case, I have no problem with Jimmy Garoppolo opening up 
and basically saying, yeah, that affected me. And that probably had, and, and why, and you know, to me, I think Kyle Shanahan has always been one of those blunt guys. His dad was a blunt guy, as a blunt man as a, as a coach. But I think if he had to do it overall again, I think he would have answered that probably differently. I think that's the raw emotion from a coach that just lost the NFC Championship game with his third quarterback of the year getting hurt. Remember, Brock Purdy got that injury in his elbow early on in that first quarter. I think it was first or second quarter of that game, and he was a sitting duck back there. And there was nobody really to fill. So I think if Kyle had to do it over again, he would have probably answered that question a little bit different. And that would be an interesting joint practice to watch. I believe that's taking place between the Raiders and the 49ers. You know, there's a lot of guys on the 49ers are probably like, you know, we always want to hit Jimmy in practice, but we never had a chance to. But I, you know, usually in these joint practices, they don't allow too much hitting going on. But keeping it moving, also, what else we got going on? We've got uh, the other thing you've probably seen footage. Uh, you know, if you watched NFL Network or you watch clips or highlights of camps, you've seen it. We've talked about this on the show for the last couple of years, but you have seen what they call the Guardian caps. OK, and these are these weird foam looking things that are on top of guys helmets at different positions, the line position. I've seen them at some of the quarterbacks got them most of Well, you have an executive uh, in the NFL, Jeff Miller, who hinted at he believes the Guardian caps could possibly make their way on to actually game day. Okay, do you have exact uh, quotes, Jonas? Yes, he said, I think the day could come, and this is speaking to good morning football, but at the same time, a lot of the helmets are, are also making advances too. And so, so some of the protective benefits you get from the Guardian cap hopefully will be seen in helmets in the next year or two. Look, now what is he allow? This is the way I see it. If they can invent that, if they can make helmets the inside of helmets made whatever that is made about made from i'm all for it if the only way to do this with the guardian cap is to have the cap on top of the helmet and the helmet's going to look like this i don't care even if you get creative and put the logo on top of the guardian cap i don't want to see that i'm not down with that and that might sound selfish to me um but, you know, I think that the NFL has done pretty much what they can do to the limits from rule changes to better equipment, better doctors, better medical care. They have done absolutely the most, I believe, in my opinion, what they can do to make the game safe. They have taken out wedges in special teams and kickoffs. Uh, they continue to debate whether they want to eliminate the kickoff, you know, just from the game in general. I've just, you know, from crackbacks taking, uh, there's a lot they've done. And to the point, it comes down to, look, you're not going to be able to please everybody. And I think it's to the point where you have to accept and the fans after have to accept and the guys who sign up to do this job have to accept this is a violent sport and a dangerous sport. That's why a lot of men and a lot of guys are not cut out to play this game at this level. It's just some guys don't enjoy getting hit. And some guys don't want to give it. You've got to be made up of something special 
to play in the National Football League and that on that level against those type of athletes and putting your body through what you put through every every week. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be career ending injuries. There's going to be possibly post health problems. But it comes down to where what is it like? It's football. And it just comes down. If you change too much of it, do you run the risk of really turning off a big portion of your fan base and your audience? I mean, you still hear old school guys that are a little bit my age or even older than me that still complain about the hitting. Oh, this ain't real hitting. That's a flag for that. This is this ain't the football I grew up. You get a you get a section of people that still complain about that. Now imagine if everybody's got to run around with these guardian helmets on their head. And to me, like, look, if we're sending civilians to Mars, if we have other technology, they can have the resource and the money to make the inside of those helmets whatever that guardian material is made out of. It might cost money. It, it might not be in existence yet. But if it comes down to that, they can make those helmets about what those guardians. I do not, in my opinion, I don't care if it sounds selfish or not, I do not want to see guys out there with big guardian hats on running around. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What do you got? Well, I don't think it's about changing the interior of what the helmets are made out of. It's about the force on the outside and what that shell looks like. But the other the other major injury we battle against in football is, and, and this comes up every year, especially closer to the postseason, is the turf, the playing surface. Right. So if you had to put a priority, do you put priority on the helmet design and you know maybe fixing that outside of the helmet to something that's going to be a bit more safer? Or do you, do you feel like we just need to get the field done first? That's easier to do because we know that, the, that a grass playing surface is better than a turf playing surface. Let's start there and then progress. I mean, to me, there's two things I want to respond to what you said. First, I'll answer your question, and we'll do that when we get back. I'll answer those two questions. No, we'll do that when we get back. Don't want to rush through the response because I want to respond to something else you said, and I'll get to Shelby T. James got a question about Dak on Facebook Live. We'll get to that, too, when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are uh, broadcasting here from the newly Maestro to Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing Spinning the One and Twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
it's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.